Hello, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to episode one. This is your host, Adriana. Welcome to Drop the Desmadre. Today we have a very special guest, my homegirl, Dina. And I'm so excited to be here with her because we have some bomb shit that we are going to talk about today. Um, it really involves, you know, assimilating and what that looks like. So anyways, I'm going to shut up and Dina, introduce yourself. Hi, guys. Hello. This is really awkward for me because I'm not used to talking to people not in person, but she's lying. I am a little bit. Um, how did we? Oh, we met because of Victor. Shout out to the homie. Yes. So Dina and I met because of Victor Santana. You may know him as the host of Dallas Beer Talk. Um, super supportive of a lot of breweries in Texas, not just Dallas. Um, but because of him, we met. Mm -hmm. And uh, we actually went to Oak, Oak Cliff Brewing. Yeah, Oak Cliff, yeah. And literally, Victor was just like, this is my friend Gina, and then walked away. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Thank you. Thank you, Victor. Thank you yes, so much. <laughs> we appreciate you. Um, it was really cool, though, because it was kind of like he, like, just was like, here's Dina. And I was like, oh, okay. And then my husband Jacob left with Victor, and then it was just me and Dina. And I think we talked immediately about deep shit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And we just had so much in common. Do you want to share what we have in common? Yeah. So I think when we first met, we started talking about like, well, because I was going through the process of my immigration stuff. So um, I, I think I was talking about like just going back to school. And this is at the beginning before me transitioning to like higher education, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I was still in the process of like applying for FAFSA for the first time as an older person. And it was just weird because I, I had nobody to talk to. I mean, those are things that I had to like Google, like how do you apply for FAFSA and how does FAFSA work and right all that stuff that I guess for other people is normal for to talk about. I, I didn't know any of that. So I just kind of had to figure out by myself. And um, I think we got to talking and then we ended up talking about like our dads that same day and like family and yeah, assimilating. And, and it was just, it was crazy. Our immigration status. <laughs> yes. And yes. we just talked about a lot of things. <laughs> and it was like, it was a lot. It was just an instant connection. And, you know, Dina's also the eldest daughter in an immigrant household. Yes. First generation, just like me. Um, and we just had a lot in common because of that. And it's really hard to find people that are just like you in that situation. Because some people are not vulnerable and do not share that type of information. Yeah. But yeah. for some reason, like, I think it was, like, 15 minutes in, like, I just started to talk about, you know, how the outlook on immigration and what I thought about it and why it meant a lot to me. And it just kind of went off from there. And then after that, we went to NCI. Dude, that was fun. And we <laughs> drifted into the sun and it was beautiful. <laughs> but we're alive and we're here <laughs> not too far into the sun we're, we're still here <laughs> so yeah like today the topic is are you mexican if you don't speak spanish dun, dun, dun. 
Now, I have my own experiences with that. Um, I feel like no soy de aquí y no soy de allá, which basically means or translates to in English, I'm not here, I'm not from here and I'm not from there. And it's a really hard place to be in because you're kind of in the middle, right? Mm -hmm. Just like in the movie Selena, where Hoaz Abraham <laughs> talks about Christina and Oprah and just not feeling like he is enough for um, the United States right. and then he isn't enough for Mexico. Right. Um, so I've always found myself there um, and it's been hard and we've had some experiences and they've been difficult. I know for me, like growing up in my family, if I responded in English, I was looked down on. And then as a professional around Spaniards or people from Mexico who have more of a better grasp of the Spanish language would comment on how I spoke Spanish. And it just made me feel like I didn't belong. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it also falls into that whole thing of being like a puncho, right? Which is a term that Mexicans use to describe somebody that's like, I guess, more American assimilated in the, I guess, in a way. What was that again? Was the name? <clears throat> Pocho. Pocho. Yeah, which, don't call anybody that, that's rude. That's rude. <laughs> no, but it's it's one of those things that it's like, you know, I feel like the whole like, no sabo kits and stuff. I don't know if you heard of that, uh -huh. right? So. I struggle with that because I want my kids to speak Spanish and I want them to conserve like Spanish because to me that's like a culture. But at the same time, I was telling you earlier about my grandpa, right? So my grandpa was a native from Mexico. Mm -hmm. Spanish was not his first language. He didn't learn Spanish until he was like 10 or 11, but he never like really taught us like his native tongue because for one, he was made to feel ashamed of it, right? Yeah. Two, he knew that if he disclosed that, that could be disadvantageous for him, like, to say, um, even in Mexico, even in his own country, right? So when he moved here, he spoke a little bit of English, but Spanish is not their first language for a lot of people. And I feel like even us as a culture, kind of like... by culture, like in the Latino... Yeah, in the Latino, yeah, in the Latino culture, we look down on people who don't speak Spanish, but it's like, okay, well, what about the people who are native and don't speak Spanish, Right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in the Latino and Hispanic community, uh, we've been influenced a lot by colonialism. Right. Um, and we were talking about that. And I think for me, I came to realize that I almost was like I was colonized twice. Yeah. Because I realized that my family's native language is not Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um. We have Tepe Juan and we told roots, which means that we didn't speak Spanish. We were colonized. We were forced to speak Spanish. And then in time, that was our main language. Yeah. So that. But then also coming into the United States as a quote unquote immigrant um, and then having to then learn English for them, you know, yeah. for y'all. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like I was just calling nice twice, right? It's like, I need to learn Spanish, I need to learn English, and now I know both. I am a bilingual certified teacher. Hey. All right. <laughs> um, 
but it made me sad because I didn't have my native language. Yeah. No, and that's, I, I think that's one of the things that I also kind of like struggle with now that I'm older because, so my grandpa was, like I said, he spoke Otomi and it's one of those lying, uh, I'm sorry, dying tongues now. I think less than 1% of people in the world speak that tongue now. So, and it's been kept like that because Spanish is the most predominant language in Mexico, right? Where he's from. Yeah. And um, I actually had an experience not that long ago with some people. And um, mm-hmm. it was it was this guy who we were at a restaurant and you could tell that he was indigenous by just the way that he looked, right? And um, and he he Wait, told us there? which is a beautiful thing. It is I'm actually motherfucking proud yeah. of my brown skin. Um, and then some of the features that I was passed down. So we love yeah. it. We yeah, love no, it. we did. And the only reason why I say that is because to that wouldn't have happened to somebody that was light skin, blue eyes, right? Nobody would have. I'm, I'm just going to tell you the situation, and I think you understand yeah. what I kind of tell you. So we're at a restaurant, and it was this guy. He was changing out the grills because we were in Korean barbecue. And um, these two Hispanic people, um, first of all, talked to him in English, which, okay, that's fine. You do whatever you want, but, you know. So he he told them, like, hey, can you, the grill's not working. And the guy just kind of, like, looked, like, had, like, a blank stare in his face, and he's like, oh, um he said something along the lines like i don't speak english and um he just looked at him and then he told him in spanish like hey the girl's not working but the guy also kind of had like a blank stare in his face and he said something in spanish like no entiendo and walked away so there's two people which again they're hispanic right um kind of just look at each other and just start laughing at the guy and that got me triggered when I tell you it triggered me mm-hmm. that shit was triggered so I turned around and looked at them and I told them like hey Spanish is probably not his first language like he told you for a reason that he didn't understand what you were saying why are you making fun of him right and they, they're like well he also said that English he didn't spoke English I'm like yeah he probably doesn't speak English either like a lot of people in Mexico and Central America Spanish is not the first language Right. Right. And I just turned around and kind of like, I was, I was upset. I'm not gonna lie. I was really upset, but I think it was more upsetting because he was somebody that for one, that one person was Mexican from Mexico undocumented, making fun of another person. That's probably in a worse situation than we are. Right. The other person is not, they're Hispanic as well, but they're a little more privileged, light skin. Like I said, this wouldn't have happened to somebody that was looking a little bit different, right? Like you wouldn't make fun of somebody else's like, I don't know. It's just, my parents don't speak English. So that already in itself kind of like triggered me. But once it's like somebody that's from your same place and mm-hmm. right, like cause they probably struggle in their own country. Like, why are you making their life so much harder? Like you wouldn't like somebody to do that to you. Right? So basically so, you were just triggered because First, they're making fun of someone, yeah. which, come on, guys, go back to elementary school. We yeah. don't do that. But then second, it's the ideal that, like, you look down on someone because they don't know a certain language. And right. that is what is triggering and that is what is wrong because we should not be looking down on people 
because they don't know the same language that we yeah. do or because they don't look the same way as we do. And I feel like you should call that out too. Like, I feel like that's something that we, in in our culture, in Latino culture. Latino and Hispanic Yes, culture. we should call that out because I feel like that goes along the lines of like colorism and classism. Don't make fun of people because they don't look the way that you expect them to look. <gasps> Just, we're people, right? Yeah, and I think that that's really hard for me too because um, sometimes, you know, I'm just going to say I feel more comfortable speaking English than I am speaking Spanish. Mm -hmm. And naturally, even in our conversation today, because we had breakfast today, we've been talking Spanglish the whole time. Yeah. And we've been quote-unquote code switching. So I think for me, it's also like bothering me because I would have like coworkers that would say... No es parqueadero, es estacionamiento. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, bitch, like, <laughs> that's fine. Um, <laughs> but this is how I talk. Yeah. And I think that, yes, of course, as an educator, when you're teaching someone, you have to use the proper words, you know, the proper terms because you are teaching someone. But at the same time, when you are a mix of something, and that's just natural. And it almost seemed like there was a scoff after yeah. that of like, I can't believe you just said parqueadero. That's not even a real word. And um, yeah, so I just feel like in order to have more respect, we need to understand that not everyone who is Mexican needs to know Spanish. Mm -hmm. And probably doesn't know Spanish because they speak a native or indigenous language. Right. And I also feel like that happens with people like my husband, right, who are Hispanic and don't speak Spanish. Right. Um, he doesn't need to speak Spanish, right? Nobody needs to speak, speak a specific language in order to be who they are. Yeah. Um, and... That sucks. Yeah, well, I think it also, it, it's kind of like part of that because if we do that, I feel that we're kind of like gate, gatekeeping who is trying to be part of the culture or not. Because if people who grew up here are trying to get closer to our culture, to their roots, right? And we shut them down because they don't speak Spanish. It's like, it's kind of like a pushback, but it's like, why are we pushing them back if they're just trying to get closer to the roots? Like, I, I feel like it's it's one of those things that's like, just because you don't speak Spanish doesn't mean that you can be part of your culture. Yeah, right? and you almost get made fun of. Yeah. Like, I know there's like celebrities or, <laughs> I don't know, the funny one is like Cardi B where she's being interviewed by Telemundo. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, espera, oh, ahorita te voy a decir es que tú, es que mi español es muy rata. Yeah. <laughs> right?
because of their environment, didn't develop it as much as you did. Yeah. Would well, you be okay with that? I think so. I mean, also, I, I, I guess I say that because I want them to communicate with my parents mm-hmm. and be able to have conversations like I have with them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I also have to understand, and I think this is like a struggle, and I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people maybe who are immigrants will identify with this. It's kind of like holding on to your language that you learned when you were little. It's kind of like like a little part of yourself. Your resistance. Right. Yeah. So I want them to speak Spanish just because I want them to be able to, be able to communicate with like janitors at work. We know like whenever they're in school. Mm-hmm. I used to love going and talking to the people that were in the school, like they were cleaning. And I'm not saying that as, as a stereotype or anything, but yeah. I went to a school that was predominantly white. I had two African-American um, teachers. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any Hispanic teachers. They were all white. So for me saying, hola, buenos dias, como esta, to the janitor that was there was like, oh, that reminds me of my dad. Right. Like I, no. I will see the ladies like in the cafeteria and I will talk to them in Spanish and I speak to them in Spanish because it was like, oh, that's like my mom. Right. Yeah, it's like a bond that you yeah. share. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of those things that I'm like, I want them to be able to communicate with a lot of people that I'm not like them because I know that just because, you know, they're probably going to be born here in the States, they're going to be a little bit more privileged than somebody who's not. And they're not going to have the same struggle that I did. But I want them to be able to help them. So just like I want to help my community, right? And I feel like that would open more doors for them to do that. And if I spoke another language, I would probably want them to speak another language too. So, you know. Yeah, I think just with that being said, it's not so much of needing to know Spanish because you're quote unquote Mexican. Yeah. But it's more of I want you to stay connected to your culture. Yeah or like the people that, you know, I came from. And I think that I want to spend the time and learn another language because, you know, whether it's like Korean or like Vietnamese, because it kind of connects you in a way to people. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm just like a friendly person and I just want to be cool with everybody. Yeah. And I feel like language really connects you in a way and you know um I don't know a lot of Korean but I know (laughs) um and just mentioning words sometimes brightens someone's face and I know when people talk to me in Spanish sometimes you know not like directly at first sight but you know as we're talking in in conversation and they're trying to learn you know spanish it makes me smile because it makes me feel like you're you're trying to connect with me yeah yeah and i feel like that's that's one of the things too that we (laughs) i mean i'm pretty sure we're all guilty of doing this like when somebody's trying to learn spanish we always like if they say something with an accent we're like haha right like we're just laughing at it but it's like now in if you put it in perspective, it's kind of rude because yeah. you don't like when somebody makes fun of me. I don't like when somebody makes fun of my my accent, right? Because yeah. I was nine when I came here. English is my second language, mm-hmm. right? So I might have an accent, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. But would I want you to pick on that and make fun of me? Hell no. Yeah. But that's what I don't want people to do it to other people because I know how it feels. And it's ugly. So don't do it. 
Yeah. So like, don't go into like a restaurant and then look at someone and be like, oh, they don't know English or, oh, they must only know Spanish. It's just like, you don't really know their background. Yeah. So just speak your own language, you know, and try to communicate that way in a respectful way. I feel like, you know, um, nonverbal cues are really helpful Yeah. and you can show respect that way. But Overall, like, man, I don't know. I kind of don't like when people talk shit about people who don't speak Spanish. You know? No, it doesn't yeah. mean that they're not connected to their roots. In fact, that wasn't even their root in the first place right. if they are originally from Mexico. Right. Um, and I hope that one day I can learn my native language. That would be awesome. Me too. I, I kind of wish my grandpa would have taught us a little bit more. But like I said, it was one of those things that even in Mexico, you kind of have to forget if you want to move forward because mm-hmm. of the whole like class system that they have. And if you look a certain way, right? Like, yeah, like even now with parents or whatever, they're telling you not to go in the sun because you're going to get tanned. It's fine. I'm not even tanned. Like, mm-hmm. right. It's it, it just falls back into that whole like social makeup of how we were conditioned to think about who we are in society by the way we look, the color of your skin, if you speak Spanish, and all this other how stuff. How right? you make? Exactly. What jobs you have? Yeah, yeah. I think we, we were also talking about, you know, the Zapata and his yeah. movement, and we just really discussed how he was, like, pro the people yeah you know and it wasn't so much just like people in poverty um but i was reading an article and they mentioned well i'm just gonna read it mm-hmm. convertir a mexico en un país justo incluyente plurietnico y pluricultural cultural sin duda alguna a 100 años de su asesinato podemos decir que zapata vive do you agree with that Yes, and the only reason why I say that is because I know that a lot of people kind of like, you know, when you think of Zapata, you're like, oh, yeah, like, badass revolutionary. Like, he was Mm -hmm. in with the times, right? But it was, he wanted indigenous people to own their own land. He wanted to have the basic things just like other citizens, right? And he wanted them to have access to basic needs. He wanted, like, education. He wanted them to have their own little lot of land. He wanted them to have, like, enough to eat. Because they're, they're the ones working the land, so why shouldn't they have what they need to eat, right? Mm-hmm. And the government took all of that from them because they were indigenous. They stripped them from all their rights from owning land. So, yeah, I still think that he still lives in, in Mexican society. One, because he's known as the leader of the people, but at the same time, he was just fighting for the basic rights of indigenous people. And still today, that's the struggle. And that's yeah. that's just not Mexico. That's in a lot of parts of like the world. Like right. every indigenous group has had its problems with being stripped from basic rights when this is their land. This was their land, right? Yeah, I mean, you were telling me er- earlier what their model was. Yeah. Um, do you still have it? I do have it. I know one of my favorite quotes from Zapata is, um, la tierra volverá a quienes la trabajan con sus manos, which means the land will return to those who work it with their hands. Yes. But um, here is the Zapata movement model. It's techo, tierra, trabajo, pan, salud, educación, independencia, democracia, libertad, justicia y paz. So I guess it, it 
it will translate to shelter, land, work, bread, which food, health, education, independence, democracy, freedom, justice, and peace. Yeah. And it just goes back to Maslow's hierarchy and yeah. the basic fucking needs. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And um, maybe Zapata wasn't so crazy as some people like to think of him, but... I think that when you're against what we're used to, then you're looked at as a revolutionary. But um, to sum everything up, I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much for coming in and just talking about this stuff. We really could go deeper into the conversations, and we will. Yeah. But to sum it up, you cannot judge a book by its cover. Like, no. come on, you guys. Yes. Um, you don't have to speak Spanish uh, to be a quote-unquote true Mexican. Right. Because what does a true Mexican look like? I don't know. Dina and I also don't represent all the fucking Mexicans no. out there or Hispanic or Latinos. So, you know, our opinion could mean shit. But <laughs> um, I love you guys. Yeah. And I hope you... Take this advice and have more respect for people out there. Yeah. Let us know what you think of this. Like, I don't know if you think differently. Yeah. Why? Like, I, I want to know why, because I feel like I think certain ways and I think that I'm right. Right. Because she is going to school to be a lawyer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Come on. Argue with me. She's <laughs> in law school. She wants an argument. So share comments, if you will. <laughs> On my part, I'm the artsy person, so if you just want to mesh um, and just talk about love, that's what I'm going to do. If you want to argue, you know, talk to me. I got you. Just kidding. I will tag her Instagram so that if you want to have arguments, you have it with her. Just kidding. But um, thank you guys so much. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah. This is fun. I know. Culture is deeper than what people think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like uh, I'm a Texican, right? Texas and Mexican. Yeah. Uh, so see you later, Texicans. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> see you later, Texicans.